0: All right, we are on Collins Conversations. As always, I always let the guests introduce themselves. So let everybody know who you are, a little bit about what you do, and what brought you here today.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm Chanel Kazadi. I'm here. I'm an artist from Ravenna, Ohio, and, you know, I'm here because we need to talk.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Before we do too much talking, every guest gets a gift. Oh. Part of the Alumni Association of Collins Conversations. Let me check this out hey okay yes so that was made by twisted willow fabrications they were on uh, season one doug makes everything metal and makes everything awesome in metal yeah um so he was on the pot we actually went up there for it and got to see him do all of his cnc machines and everything like that and everybody could always use a bottle opener, so what better thing of to course. put? What better thing to put your name on it? Right. Um, so you are a musician by trade. Um, would you call it rap? Would you call it a little bit of everything? How would you kind of put? Not not every artist likes to put a label on it, but how would you kind of describe what it is you're making?
1: I'm alternative. You know, I don't have a box sound or none of that. So, you know, just different vibes, whatever I feel, um, stages in my life. You know, just let it loose. When did music start for you? Music started for me like seriously in 2018.
0: Okay what, what was the driving force that you're like you know what I really want to do this?
1: Um the driving force for me is just like I stopped caring what people thought of me you know I stopped caring about the stereotypical mindset towards rappers so you know I just said I'm gonna go for it and I did.
0: And was it kind of uh a slow process, or was it you were already doing poetry and writing things, or how, how did all that come about? For me, um, I would just
1: remix, play around with my friends, you know what I'm saying, freestyle, whatever, and then they were like, yo, get in the booth, and I was like, ah, I don't know, and then, you know, then <laughs> right. they were like, no, like, you just, you keep freestyling like you wanna do it, so just do it, and then, you know, I got in the booth, and, you know, I made Piano Heartbreak, and that, uh, I, I was like, yeah, I love being in the studio, you know, I can vent the correct way in a way that, you know, where it's, re- if it was repeated, it's in my way and it will always be repeated in the way I said it. So, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> happy I did it, right? for real. I'm happy I'm in music. It's It's been a struggle, but I definitely love the outcome of it all. Do you play any instruments? No, I wish. <laughs> I'm the same i way. remember in, like third grade we played the xylophone and stuff you know what i'm saying <laughs> the like, recorder and yeah yeah but no nah, i i don't know how to play any instrument sadly yeah. i'm gonna learn though i heard guitar is the easiest
0: is it because i look at people, lately i'm obsessed with people that could play a guitar <laughs> yeah like I, I watch them live or you know i've been in studio with a couple artists and things like that and you're like how did you just what went from your brain to your fingers that is just like that and you're like it if people that can play guitar properly, it's almost like they have words that come out of that guitar.
1: Yeah. and, and yeah. Or
0: any instrument. Saxophone is another one where you just see a guy just, just what would normally just be nonsense of hand motion, but you're like, somehow with that and the breath and knowing what to do, you just made they got a mass
1: lung control. Great <laughs> lung control for real. If you could play the accordion, you got great. And Lizzo, for instance, like, like, she plays the flute. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Gotcha. If, so if you could play a uh, instrument, it would be guitar, or would you go with something more abstract?
1: Guitar and drums.
0: Are you electric make- guitar? Electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Makes for better stage play and everything too.
1: Honestly, I, Willow kills it on stage. <laughs> I love Willow.
0: I like anybody that could play an instrument honestly like younger I used to be like oh they suck or they're no good but then, who, who am I to say because I can't play at all so like at least they, <laughs> at least they got something out there right they're trying
1: me, I'm over sure. here like dang I wish
0: <laughs> um you said that you your friends were telling you to get into the booth when you're at a studio uh, we, have you just always surrounded yourself with creative people or kind yeah, of I- how did you find yourself in the right kind of circumstances to start recording
1: it's kind of crazy because like um, Ravenna used to have like a music scene for real. And, um, you know, I used to be around those guys and stuff and give them like little hints on like what people would like or maybe something. They would look at me like, you're not even in music. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, they don't listen, you know? Right. And I'm like, you know, now that I'm in the music, I'm going to take that same advice for myself and it's worked. And I was like, why didn't I do this years ago? Right. You know, like, why didn't I do this years ago? And... I don't regret it because I probably wouldn't have been as serious but you know I'm just happy that I took that advice for myself and my
0: friends gave me the right advice and we move forward and speaking of serious, I, I screwed up everybody and kind of told her this one beforehand. But re- recently, Curly Chuck was mentioning how he he's heard of you, he's met you a couple of times, and is really impressed by your work ethic. Which I'm always impressed by how many musicians have no work ethic. Kind of has it always been just a grind for you, even even before music? Have you just always been trying to you know reach that next level, or was it music that brought that out of you to really try new things and try to keep expanding on your your talents?
1: First off, shout out to Curly Chuck. Um, I didn't even know he was saying that. I didn't even know like he was acknowledging what I was doing. That's crazy because he's so big in Cleveland and respected. And you know, the fact that, you know, he said that about me, you know, I really do appreciate it from artist to artist, you know, respect, mad respect for Curly. So shout out to him for that. And uh, what up, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the work ethic that, that he touched on, has that always been kind of in you or is it music that brought the work ethic out?
1: It was, I would say, ooh, let me cancel this. People always want to call at the wrong time.
0: But, um, sorry. Go it ahead. took me like five five podcasts before I realized that airplane mode was my best friend. Because I would be, like you would stop a recording. You're like, why did a sales call just stop a great <laughs> podcast? Um, but what I want to get at is, did music bring out your work ethic to kind of keep trying to reach the next level of success? Or did you have that before you were doing music and then just I, put them together?
1: I told... I told y'all in two cents. This grind came from my mom, mm-hmm. and that's real. Like my mom is a hard worker. Right now she's in Africa building a hospital. Like this grind came from my mother. Like my mother was, you know, she's a single mother. Like, you know, was a single mother, and um, you know, with me and my brothers, and she did it all. in her hard work, you know, working two jobs, and you know, Christmas and all that. So yeah, this is all came from my mother. This is traits. Nice. You
0: know, I think two cents on the new project. I think that was the one. That just really got my attention, too. So we'll we'll get into that deeper in a little bit. Um, What else should we cover? I want to talk about Ravenna because we have done one podcast in Ravenna. I I mentioned that we did Positive Vibes. um, Mm -hmm. But what else is in Ravenna? Because being from Cleveland, you're like, Ravenna seems like there's nothing. And then you go to that like downtown area and you're like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff here.
1: A, A lot of people doubt Ravenna. A lot of things go on in Ravenna
0: a lot of things i actually won my my only race i'd ever won was in ravenna it was a five miler i think and it, <laughs> me, me and my buddy and I, I didn't win the whole race but i won my age group and you i was like man i did horrible there's no reason we should just wait around for the award ceremony and we're getting ready to walk to our car and they're like oh age group i must have been like the 25 to 30 at that time and they're like colin ross the fuck? did i just win <laughs> I'm like let me go get me a medal so like ever since then I'm like You were shocked Like you Ravenna like, is awesome to me Like they, they gave me a medal You know I went to Positive Vibes Got some really good tea um, But if somebody were to go to Ravenna um, Food, entertainment what, what what are a couple of things That they should check out?
1: Um, Megan's restaurant Great breakfast Love it there
0: Your face Love just it. said like I'm going back there this weekend Yes so I can get some more.
1: That's what I'm thinking about they, they make great breakfast You know um, That's I would say the best restaurant In Ravenna For real
0: Good to know. Yeah, add that to the list. Got to check it out. Yeah. Do they have eggs Benedict?
1: Yeah, uh, they got everything.
0: Everything. They got everything. My if my if traditional eggs, traditional if eggs Benedict is on the menu, my wife is like, we're there.
1: Yeah, uh, traditional food. Awesome. Good, good food. Good food. Homemade, fast, not bad service. Good people.
0: Yeah. And you said uh, that they at least used to have a big music scene. Is there still a music scene, or where would somebody get some uh, like evening entertainment?
1: Um. No the the problem with you know Canton Ravenna is you know they're not really like big on hip-hop they are right. very much against it they'll support anything else country <laughs> uh, metal but they don't support hip-hop that's a problem because a lot of kids probably are talented out there but they probably don't get the chance because it's not represented well, all they care about is sports right it's very sporty and annoying so because <laughs> right. you know they make it seem like if you aren't number one at sports then you're 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 a nobody they do that and right. and i don't like that I, I, because that's how i felt and i know there's more out there that I wish there was more resources because not everybody has a car. Not everybody's privileged to spend the money to be in the studio. So, we got some studios out in Kent. Okay. We do. But, you
0: know... Yeah, Kent is kind of, like, lumped in with Ravenna, kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Because, because you have so many people coming to Kent, kind of...
1: Ravenna is the, the place where they told Kent kids not to go. Gotcha.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> so, Ravenna has some, some stuff going on and did have some stuff going on. But, you know, it calmed down ever since everybody went to jail, but... <laughs> yeah, but Ravenna has can't was the main ones to be like not send their kids to Ravenna. You your this is a bad place, you know. So, <laughs> it's this it's not like that anymore. But when I was in high school, a lot of people didn't want to come out, you know, to my house because where it was at, and <laughs> it was like, bro, like I'm used to this. You ain't gonna be hurt, like you cool, <laughs> like right. it's cool. So a lot a lot has changed though.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. You mentioned that kind of sports are up on a pedestal there. Um, you also pursued a career as a boxer. Mhm. Um, how did that get started and what ended that? Or are you still trying to do some boxing?
1: I will I love fighting. I love getting in the ring. I love sparring. I, I sparred against boys mainly and never sparred against girls. Like I would I would go one on one in the ring like for a real fight against a girl, but their punches would be nothing to me compared right. to what I was up against, you know, during practice. So um, I, yeah, I love boxing. I love boxing. It started in, uh, Twinsburg. I started, uh, 2013, no, 2000, 2012. I started boxing, won my first fight, you know, loved it. There wasn't a lot of women in, uh, the heavyweight division. So therefore I had, you know, had to pick. Mm-hmm. Do I want to keep training for, for, you know, no reason, or do I want to take my time and see what else I'm good at? And it was music. So...
0: I, I like the fact that she's like, you know what? I, I, if if I could take a man's punch, what what can a lady's punch do? You, you know, know I, <laughs> it, I don't know. It trained me very well. I grew up around boys, so right. Yeah, gotcha. Um, then after that, that's kind of when music started. Your first project was Ultra Ego. Mm-hmm. Um, how mm-hmm. did how did you come? I'm, I'm so I can never remember names of songs or names of albums when I need to talk about them. <laughs> but I'm always so interested in in how do you come up with a name for a project. So like, alter ego is that just that kind of you could go a couple ways with it. I think. But how did you come upon that as a title?
1: Um, like I said earlier, bro. uh, you know, I was transitioning, mm-hmm. so my alter ego was coming out, you know what I'm saying? Right. The alter ego, which was, you know, the music passion, that alter ego, it was coming out, it was becoming well-known to the city, and people from high school were seeing it, and you know, all that stuff, people were like, oh, you doing music? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm confidently telling you, yes, I am, and I plan on doing something with this, like, I don't care what you think anymore, so, you know, that was the alter ego. And uh, if you look, I got no comparison, you know, holy matrimony, you know, I'm speaking things to existence, levels, every day I'm stepping up on every level. right? And, uh, you know, and the song Alter Ego, like, just keep rising and learning. And, you know, that was my first project. It wasn't the best, but people still stream it. (laughs) (laughs) A
0: a lot of people kind of, whether it's music or art or business even, kind of that first project, they kind of like are almost ashamed and kind of try to push it under the rug mm-hmm. but i'm the opposite where i look at so many people if they just started they have no idea where they could go so that first project i mean the fact that you took the time to put it together wrote the songs recorded them all yeah my boy mike it.
1: yeah my boy mike um he he executive produced that as well um helping me you know arrange the songs and stuff and he's like this your first project and getting the skits together and you know shout out to mike i love him dearly so
0: yeah And uh, also with that, how do you pick who you're working with? It sounds like you're not making all your beats. So where do you go to find the actual music for what what it is you're going to then make?
1: I'm very picky. If the beat don't get me, if I ain't freestyling to it, I ain't rocking with it. Um, I've just been blessed, came across some great producers. Um, You know, Dag, he's from Detroit. Uh, Apex, he's from Russia um it's all about networking and taking a chance and you know talking to people and you know getting to know different people um most of my producers are not from ohio they're from Mm -hmm. california you know idols from california um he produced pay stub uh you know z he's from texas uh you know will you know y'all know will but (laughs) Mm -hmm. will's from cleveland and uh you know so different different producers different areas i don't Yeah, I don't work with people really um, producing-wise in Ohio. Probably will now, but... Oh, and Kel's Kels from Akron. So different different producers, different cities expand. I feel like that's uh, even a good way to get your music out there.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if, if you're building a network, the wider network that you could build, obviously, it's going to trickle in different ways. Yeah. Um, are there any local acts, whether it's producers, rappers, uh, et cetera, that you do want to work with? Um, you, you mentioned kind of speaking things into fruition, so why not throw that one out there now? Anybody, even if it's not local, anybody kind of just independent – anybody mainstream i'm like you already got success i don't want to talk about you but is there anybody kind of lesser known or locally um known that you want to kind of work with in any capacity
1: i would want to work with miles monday um navy blue uh you know schoolboy q you know kendrick's baby keem um you know nesta he's a singer um there's different God. There's like a list of people I would love to work. Madlib, Alchemist, um, you know, uh, even producer-wise, Kanye. Uh, there's so many people. There's so many people I would want to work with. Like, there's so many great talents out there. I don't. I can't even give you a full. I'm just. The list is like
0: right. That's all right.
1: Yeah, look, gone. <laughs> Long one.
0: Another one that I always like to figure out too is. Some musicians love the studio process. Some love the performing. A lot of people right in the middle. Where do you fall in that?
1: I love. Oh my god, I love them both. I love them both. I love them both.
0: If you had to, if you had to pick one as your favorite part of the process, is it performing. in the studio or is it performing? Performing. Is it just because it you get to see the energy of what you make? Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. I get to look at the crowd. I get to talk to them. They sing along. We connecting. We're doing like, right. you know what I'm saying. We're just one big family. When I'm on stage and they're, you know, they're got their hands up, their phones out or whatever they're doing, like they just be vibing. I, I, I love, I love performing more.
0: Yeah. And then you, have, you say you book a performance. How do you pick what is going to be on the set list? Is it just kind of you're going for that real energetic stuff, or just you really like a song? How does the set list come together for you? uh lately i've been trying to do calmer music
1: um i was i don't know uh i love the turnt stuff though mm-hmm. i love turnt sing along you know i want you to sing along i want to make a hook for you where you were like "Mm-hmm," you know right. and you really get intrigued and want to join in so I, yeah turnt you know the gotcha. hype music i love it I do love it. But <laughs> lately I've been listening to calmer stuff, like, you know, Tribe Called Quest. And I've been listening more so bars Right. than, you know, uh, I do still listen to the beat, but uh, like the Tyler album. Tyler album. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um, and not only are you doing music, but you're also, uh, what is it, uh, Harvest Hooligan, Cl- that's the Instagram, but uh, what is it, Hooligan Clothing, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a brand owner of uh, Harvest Hooligan. And it's a clothing brand, you know, it's based off my project, Harvest Hooligan. Right. And uh, I just, you know, I wanna, I always wanted to do something in fashion wise. So started my own brand and uh, it's been going very well. You know, I got a lot of support from it. People love the design with, you know, shout out to Pray For Lauren. He uh, helped me with the design, made it come to life. And yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to get him on the show. That's like the third or fourth time he's been mentioned on the show.
1: Yeah, he, he got amazing clothes, so. You know, I, I'm, I'm praying to get on the clothing level of him because, right. you know, he, he's just a homie.
0: Now, so how, did, how did that come together? Kind of, you had an idea and he he made it come to life or was it kind of, how, how did that happen for you? I
1: had a pre like made logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, he just made it come to life. I was like, can you make this a way where it would attract people and not look like a three-year-old did it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh he 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 did it and uh the ck um a friend had told me you know you should make it more known of who who owns this right. you know your name's a brand your, your whole name's a brand so go ahead and uh i put the ck on the right arm and then the leaf is because i grew up on harvest drive and my birthday is november 7th harvesting season so yeah all that's all that means something to me. So, some
0: I'm, it's who would have thought that somebody that focuses on bars is into sim- symbolism as well. <laughs> <I'm> also, <laughs> who would have thought? I'm also glad you are like. I, I had an idea, but I don't want a three-year-old to make make it look like a three-year-old made it. Because I do the same thing. Uh, Scuff Mixon and his girlfriend Emily Myers, they great illustrators, great creators, and I'll do the same thing. We've got a, a database, that I'll I'll like. I need something like this, something like this, something like this. And they're both kind of going into their brain and nine and a half times out of ten is whatever they send them like, you nailed it, you nailed it. If
1: people see the vision, they'll work with you.
0: Right. That's, it, that's how I see it. I'm also a firm believer and I, I feel like you're going to agree with this one. If, if you want somebody like uh, Pray for Loren or Scuff or anybody that's designing something, give them a, a detailed description. And let them go. Don't try to yeah. don't try to micromanage. Don't try to tell people how to do their creative. Because I draw like a three year old too. Yeah. I don't want it to come out like a three
1: year old. I don't. I let creatives when it's graphic designing. I give them the idea. I let them know what I expect, mm-hmm. and they nine times out of ten execute it.
0: Right. Uh, your latest project. One of the big things that I've, I noticed is you t- tapped into that World War II Rosie the Riveter look. Yeah. Uh, what made you go with that for uh, the the album cover?
1: Because it's war it's on you know <laughs> what i'm saying they tried to count me out right and, you know and i'm back in the game man like you guys can't count me out and uh you know i i, I spent almost two years on this project <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. i i i'm i thank god every day that y'all like it because i i spent a lot of time i got my team together i got the most pickiest you know too. my little brother cameron the black soccer you probably saw on the credits and uh michael and uh we and and the engineer i was picky on that i was like hmm, who knows my voice right and i was like perfect you know my boy will and uh we got together as a team and and you know harmonize and hula gang and you know uh four by three everybody was helping me with this and trying to get me things for it and a lot's going on. A lot. <laughs> Ever since I dropped it, a lot. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, social media-wise, I've seen you've been busy. You're all over radio stations. You're, you know, taking over the iTunes charts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Top
0: 200. That was a pretty fun one to watch, and even though I had nothing to do with it. I was like, oh, <laughs> she just posted a day ago. She was top 75. Oh, then 50. Then 20. Oh, 18 or whatever.
1: Yeah. Where'd you end up on that one? Um, top Oh, top 20, 18, number 18.
0: Dude, that, that's killing yeah, it. Number 18. I mean, for that's your second real project, and that that's killing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's my first album. First album. I I, I can't. I learned so much during COVID, bro. Like, right. I learned so much. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of industry cats, and they told me, like, if the music don't make money, you know what you what you're you not, doing you're,
0: you're not making it for long
1: that you're not gonna it. make yeah. it for long he was you know ricky p told me he was like um you need to make music that's gonna make you some money and he was like you you guys got what it takes you guys got the bars but you know just think about that if you want to be in the big leagues and i'm like okay
0: right all
1: right
0: Absolutely. and my aunt,
1: she. You know, watches American Idol and stuff, and she would tell me, "You need to go run outside and and wrap your vocals and do this and that." And I, I take that's why I said I don't take advice if it ain't sincere. And you know when it's, when it's sincere and then when it's annoying. Right. You know, back to two cents. So, you know, I shout out to everybody that's been helping me and making sure I'm on the right steer because I know a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have people looking out for them like that. So, absolutely I'm very thankful.
0: I think that's a good segue, we have a section that I like to call discography discussions where I've, I've got your make it work project pulled up, I want to go song by song and get kind of the behind the scenes things that those real fans are really going to want to know that I haven't seen I got y'all. Come, come anywhere else, so <laughs> we're going to go one by one, um, you know, kind of just your basic thing, I want to go about a minute, minute and a half minimum on each one, if you want to go deeper, absolutely we could go deeper, go. Um, I want to know all about who produced it, I want to know about the you know, little wordplay that we may or may not have caught all of those little beautiful little backroom things and you're lighting up so this is going to work out great number one i mentioned earlier that was one of my favorite songs which i think too the way that two cents comes on you're like all right this is really basic but yet there's a lot of woven wordplay within it to where like it got my attention to go through for the other seven songs um but tell me about two cents how did it come about and all about it two cents uh it took a minute to find that beat Oh, I got on. I
1: got on him so much. Uh, Dag uh, produced that. Um, I told him, I'm like, bro, you got to send me a jazz beat, like something that just with a crazy switch up. I need it. I was like for the first song I need it. You know what I'm saying? I was asking everybody. No one was hitting the mark. And then he he finally sent me that beat. And I oh, my God, I fell in love with it. I was sitting there. I was sitting here. Mike was sitting here. My brother was on the couch. And we were all in the attic, and we were in the studio, and uh we were just looking at each other, listening, and then uh we heard you know once the beat came like when it started, and then the switch up, mm. we were all looking at each other like, this is the one <laughs> this is the one right and uh yeah that that song I was stressing for a minute, two weeks it took me two weeks to write that song i was I was like, ah. I, it just has to be the one. My bars can't be trashed. Like, oh, uh, I right. gotta get it, and uh, it, it worked out for the best. And it's the top streaming song.
0: Is it nice? Yeah. It um is. Where in the process was that? Did you already have you know a lot of the other ones, or was that kind of kind of what got the snowballs rolling? Um,
1: I already had Family Matters, um, twenty twenty, New Year's resolution. Was the first one first song I finished actually? Um, no, Family Matters. Then New Year's Resolution. Uh, yeah, but
0: so about midway through the process. Midway, yeah, midway, nice. midway. And then uh, let's see, what else do we want to know about that one? It's the best performing for obvious reasons. Um, are there any lines in there that you think people might not have caught that you think should get a little bit more recognition? Um,
1: I don't know. I. I feel like people dissected it pretty well nice. from the feedback i don't i don't know if they you know i don't know i i don't know people tell me a lot about it that they love and right the different you know things i was saying in there you know you know i see decimals of sixth sense and like i don't know if people understood what i was referencing but uh you uh, ever saw six cents mm-hmm. yeah so yeah right i see decimals so when he said i see dead people so, right i see
0: decimals so
1: I, I that's one of the first movies to really scare me as a kid so <laughs> i'm glad i could
0: i think that was one of the few movies that actually like is supposed to be scary that's actually kind of scary
1: it, it's really scary because you know he was a great actor as a kid wow and Bruce Willis was in there, and, yeah, that was a good movie.
0: Yeah, I think every Bruce Willis movie is pretty. You, if he's in it, I'll watch it.
1: He's good, yeah.
0: Yeah. That takes us uh, to 2020, number 2 mm-hmm. uh, What well, can you tell us about 2020?
1: Um, 2020, I was just reflecting on the whole year. Um, there was a lot going on, you know, with the writing and everybody, you know. hmm I, I was just hungry. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, that was the mood I was in. I'm tired of seeing this on the news. I'm tired of seeing this on my timeline, on Instagram, Twitter, everybody clout chasing for, right. you know, something that's really going on with us. Like, I don't think, and there's some black people that don't know what it's like to get pulled over and harassed. I've had, like, three cop cars on me for, some, for, for forgetting to put on my headlight. <laughs> like,
0: it that's, was That's a bit excessive.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? I had cops pulled up on me, hands on guns, ready like ready and i didn't even know what i did like some people not everybody understands but they cap like they do but it's really a scary thing when you have to keep looking over your shoulder because that one person might not have a good day right and you might be the target
0: absolutely so sidestep here why aren't why don't you have your project on genius oh I need to. You need to.
1: I need to. I actually was talking about. Ah, you called me out. I actually was talking to my boy about that. I'm gonna put the
0: lyrics up. Or even if you don't do Genius, you're one of the smartest artists around because you actually have a website. To just have that on your website would be another really big help in a lot of different ways. Not only from the fan standpoint, but from an SEO standpoint. No, Um, that's good advice. I
1: definitely. I am gonna get on that. I'm gonna get on that.
0: You heard it here. She'll be on it by the time this gets to like.
1: Honestly, I'll be on it. So I'm not kidding. I'm.
0: Well, like, especially, like, in an interview format, like, I've listened to the songs all 10, 15 times over, but, like, to have, like, to be able to just go through and, like, pull, tell me this line, tell me that line, you know what I mean? Those things are Well, the
1: lyrical video is available on YouTube for 2020, so if you guys want to sing along, it's definitely on YouTube.
0: Nice. Yeah. Especially rappers and alternative, all music, really, but, like, I don't know how many times you've... I'm sure you've done it with your favorite music, too. You're like, in your head, they say this, but the actual lyric is slightly <laughs> twisted, and you're like, I've been saying this wrong for a year and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah, Atomic uh, Dog, I-, I was saying that wrong. <laughs> I was saying that wrong. That's awesome. And then I heard like it the other day, and I'm like, they were saying Atomic Dog? I thought they were saying something else. <laughs> like, I'm like,
0: dang. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so 2020 is kind of just your take on this social everything that was happening that year. and uh, I was
1: fed up, you know, being locked down, all that. Like, and then I was like, you know, you can't degrade me, love, or hate me like I'm Dennis Rodman. And I was just letting people know, like, no matter what you say, no matter what you think, the ball going to keep rolling.
0: Uh, I like the Dennis Rodman line. Not, not enough people, like... Dennis Rodman should have so much more social credit than he really does. Yeah, I was watching the
1: uh, documentary for Michael Jordan, and um, Dennis Rodman influenced me a lot on not caring at all.
0: I mean, who else is wearing a dress and marrying Carmen Electra? I mean,
1: I mean, <laughs> the man is a legend. The, and, and a legend. That
0: Bulls team, I mean, they would have been shit without Dennis Rodman.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. like, you can't degrade me, love, or hate me like I'm Dennis Rodman. Like, Dennis Rodman might have looked like a pretty boy, but in the paint, he was... Elbows, right. elbows, and fists. Toe to toe with down you. Putting out
0: rewards and throwing them right back out. Yeah,
1: toe to toe with you. What you gonna What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: number three, we got N Y R is what it's listed, but that's New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about it?
1: New Year's resolution. Um, I was reminiscing about just you know the high school days, and that's why I was like, you know, license non-existent i was getting pulled over a lot you know Mom's got me a car but i didn't have a license <laughs> until i was like 22 so i was in a lot of trouble you know traffic wise And right um you know just just reflecting and playing around and just speaking on like things i've seen and you know you know v he got me hit to lemonade that was not a lie uh, <laughs> The summer last year you know we were sipping on the lemonade from chipotle the organic so i fell in (laughs) love with it ordered it all the time
0: that's awesome Mm -hmm. um new year's resolutions are one of those things that so many people like really have to do in december and then by january 3rd they're like oh i said what all right no this year my year i wasn't capping this year my year man this Mm -hmm. is my upcoming year and what resolutions did you make for this year were there anything specific any any exact benchmarks that you were telling yourself you're going to hit this year i told myself i'm going to hit up a tour i'm going to hit a real
1: tour that's what I told myself. I said, I'm going to make one of the greatest albums to drop of 2021. Nice. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something people going to remember and play forever. And and I, I made that come true. So, you know, the tour part, pending. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this year going to be my year. And I was keeping it real. Like, I really, I was in my bag in the studio. My, my peoples will tell you.
0: I, I think, too, you, you touched on it there. Albums are not non-existent by any means, but like so many people are stressing singles or EPs, you know, these smaller things. And and I think reason being is most people aren't confident enough. You got what, eight, which is a short album, but straight so to the point. That's eight. There's no fillers. There's no fluff. And there's really no need. The first time that I listened to this, what is it? 40 minutes, 35 minutes. What do we got? Uh, only 23, 24, actually. I love when there's very few people that I give this compliment to. The worst thing about your album is it ended too quick. <laughs> there's, very, there's like three, three people that I've given that compliment to. Um, Curly Chuck, Nuke Franklin, and uh, Scuff Mixon are the only other people that I've, I've been like, why did you stop that song at 2 minutes and 16 seconds or whatever? You're like, why don't you keep that vibe going for a lot longer? But I yeah, think- I listen to Nuke. He's really raw. Nuke is if if Nuke would release half of what he's got made, I know. There and there's so many other artists like he. He right. will.
1: He's taking his time. I think he's just you know trying to figure something out. So I don't know what it right. is, but I, I could tell
0: he's figuring something out. When it was uh, him, Kip and Blockhead all living together, the amount of music I could only imagine that they made in that basement. It Kip's I I bumped Kip's uh, recent EP. He just, he just hit a million streams. Yeah, congrats to him. A million. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, anybody that's... Most people are like, oh, I got 1,000, 10,000, yeah. 100,000. Yeah. He got a million and not much time. And it speaks to quality. You know what I mean? He's got an original sound. He puts out music when he wants to, but it's...
1: I just love when people sing on beats or just creep on them in a certain way. It just hits me. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what he does. He just hits it. I don't know. It's very soulful, and he talks about things I can relate to. So, Yeah. I like hips music.
0: Absolutely. I took this a little bit sideways there, but let's go <laughs> right back into the, the discography discussions. Like I said, we never have, like, you screw yourself as an interview if you have a distinct, tell me, what is your favorite color? What is your favorite song? Like, nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Like, once you say something, you're like, we got to veer off and hit that a little bit. Right. We're going to veer right back, and uh, number four on the track list is Make It Work, um, mm-hmm. what I was actually listening to as you came down to the studio. Uh, what can you tell us about Make It Work? Make It Work was the hardest
1: song to make. (laughs) It was, because I already had rapped on that beat to, like, I made a shitty song. But um, I already rapped on that beat, so they were like, no, this beat's fine. They're like, the beat's fire, but the song is trash. Like, don't use that. And then uh, I rewrote it, and it took, oh my God, it took the whole process of the album to figure out how I was going to come off on it. I think I bumped Equimani, so many times, like, how do you rap on such a soulful, like, southern type beat like this and slow? And it was something challenging for me. And uh, make it work is a lot of people's favorites, so I was
0: like, thank you, Lord, <laughs> as long as it took, I'm glad y'all like it. <laughs> and what you said that you'd already made a song over that beat, what made make it work better than the original? Why was the other one not good? My wordplay was horrible. It was
1: horrible. It, there was no meaning to the song. Uh,
0: I don't know. The beat just got used for better. So, yeah. Do you do that often? Do you kind of re- rework or repurpose? Or is it kind of you sit down, you hear a beat, and you just kind of zone into it? I rework if if it's
1: needed. You know, my little brother is very, uh, very strict on music. And he'll tell me, like, mm, you already did that before. Eh, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, you're right. Then I get back to rewriting it, listen to some stuff. I'm like, okay. You know, how can I go about this in my own way? You know, I'm listening to the music, the legends music, you know, funk, whatever. And, uh, And then I think, I'm like, how can I make this Chanel though? Right. How can I make this Chanel without sounding like anyone else? And, you know, I'm glad I've taken my time. This album came out perfect and the support behind it i
0: love everyone for it right i, I think you hit it. the reason you're sitting here is you just hit it on the head is it's there's so few female rappers and most female rappers go towards that megan the stallion or Nicki minaj type they just, do just bullshit is what it is you know what i mean but like you're, you're not knowing how many people don't like that but right you know they're thinking that they're gonna get the next viral thing by throwing their tits and ass out, and it's you got to actually have some substance if you want it to go for. Um, who you mentioned? You know the greats. You mentioned uh, Outcast right there, but who in your musical repertoire was that? Those real inspirations? Because you are who you are, and your sound is definitely unique. But who is was it that kind of molded? the rhythms in your heads and things like that. Are there, can can you kind of pinpoint any of the original inspirations?
1: Freddie Gibbs, Kanye, um, Drake, old Drake, old Drake. Um, I would say, if you're reading this, this is too late, like, mm-hmm. from there to all the way to his first project, Drake. Um, hmm. outcasts
0: does I say Kendrick? No, you mentioned him earlier, but not in this question. Oh,
1: well, Kendrick, yeah.
0: I was expecting... To pimp a time. Tell me if this was way off. I was expecting to hear Queen Latifah in that. Yes, yes, her too, but... like, yeah. like By no means are you like using her style or anything, but I think the way that you're using the prolificness of what you're saying kind of goes back to like most people think Queen Latifah when they think shitty TV shows or movies or no whatever. unity like, like unity, was, was like, unity. The, all of her music is, is that uh, like you it's that original empowering female the creative thought um, so I'm glad that I threw that into into your inspiration list. you would
1: think Queen Latifah you know just off the Clio movie um you would think like she's aggressive and whatever but she was very very for women empowerment and uh, women's rights and uh how men should approach women and you know she stood for something you know ladies first so yeah queen latifah definitely inspired me on like stand for something if you're gonna rap like you you in a male-dominated industry like rap for something so let these men know what you about like You know, it's not about the body parts, and she wasn't flashy like that. Right? Mm -mm. Absolutely. So she was, she was gangster with it. (laughs) Her and uh, the brat, and um, who else? Uh, uh, Conscious daughters, and everybody was gangster with it. I know Conscious
0: Daughters. What? Yeah. He gave me some artwork. I like it. Check it out. There's so much music that's been made in the world. Like it's, it's insane. I personally hate the radio. I hope you eventually get on the radio and get into that rotation <laughs> by all means. But why we have a top forty that all you hear is those forty songs all day instead of there's forty different artists that I can name that are just within a fifty mile radius. Of here. Sirius
1: is different. Sirius FM. Right. They're different. But the radio, like locally and just in your state, yeah, it's pretty. It's getting old. Yeah. A lot of people don't listen to the radio. They just get Apple Music, for sure. You know, or Spotify, Apple and Spotify,
0: and you know, go with those very like Or they got your little, you know, you like these songs, so you're gonna like these. And a lot of people think it's intrusive technology, but they're like, they hit me pretty close, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't listen to radio no more. So, I don't. So that there is a perfect segue. How we said how you have to have you know something to talk about. Your next song that is on the list is credibility. So. What can you tell us about credibility? After we've already gone through why you have credibility and what you do? They fuck
1: with you when they think you' about to make it. Miyagi from trenches, but no handouts. Master patience, yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have. Yeah. I should have
0: played that. Curly Chuck and I were landscaping yesterday and today, but we kept making jokes about. I had him digging a trench. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could totally change this into you know digging the trenches of of of, of music, and I was like. All right, and then he started talking about hydrangeas, too. I was like, all right, if I hear hydrangea in a song, I know that one came from my inspiration. I need to be in the credits, Chuck. But uh, so I think you hit that nail on the head, too, where people always kind of wait until you've made it to give you that, that boost, that pat on the back. But the people that were either critical or giving you that that boost beforehand are definitely the ones that you want to talk to Mm -hmm. um but what else went into credibility was was that an easy one to make you mentioned some of these were hard credibility
1: was um a hard one i I kept playing that beat over and over and over and Mm -hmm. over and over again because there's not no beat like that and uh i decided later in the beat i was going to do a switch up so i told will i'm like let's slow it down you know, fuck the game up like an image, go harder than guards with a privilege. I had to move different. Like, that's what I'm saying. I had to move different. Like, I was just thinking, like, you really do need credibility in this game. Right. Your resume
0: matters. You know? Your your name is one hundred percent you're as good as you're gonna be. If you ain't got the credibility or the work ethic,
1: you know, and that's why it was after make make it work, you know, if you ain't got the work ethic, you how you you know what I'm saying, how you right. gonna build this resume? How you gonna say you know, I want this much for a feature,
0: or uh, I want to get paid this much for a show without that credibility. Right, absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to be the embodiment of that. It's Colin's Conversations. My marketing is Colin Can Help, and it's amazing how many people are like, wow, you really can help. Well, if I am going to call myself Colin Can Help, I need to live up to that name. I can't just tell you it's going to be $5,000 to work with me. I have to give you enough enough game to then you're like wait a minute this dude really knows what he's talking about and
1: then and now it's $5,000 <laughs>
0: yeah and then once you realize w- what it's worth then you're yeah, like oh yeah. now there's a reason he's, he's putting a number on it it's yeah. not just like yeah I know how to use a computer look I got fancy stuff but if I don't know how to work the camera don't know how to work the lights don't know how to even get through an interview
1: so how am I worth $5,000 yeah,
0: yeah. Which, if anybody wants to give me $5,000 for anything let's work <laughs> okay um what what else can you tell us about credibility? Any anything else? Credibility you can, anything else? is
1: just you know, on the hustle. You know what I'm saying? This whole album, on the hustle, like it's all about hustle, all about that grind. You know, different stages in life, different lessons, and right. our, credibility is one of them. You know, and people, you know, only fuck with you when you think you're about to make it. That that happens in your city. Mm-hmm. You know. Where everybody, you know, that used to turn their backs on you. Oh, shit. What's up, big homie? Like, right. you'd be like, bruh. Like, we <laughs> don't kick it like that for you to call big homie, you know. Or,
0: you know, what up, G? And like, who is you, you know? Right. I don't remember you. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we we go next to, as soon as you said how you put those together, I'm like, how does the title Message in a Bottle fix into that? Mm-hmm. So tell us about Message in a Bottle.
1: Uh, message in a Bottle, I had uh, gotten in trouble went to jail and uh, while I was just sitting there everything I told you in the song was real that's exactly how I felt you know and I told all my peoples you know who you know couldn't control the anger that I knew about I sat them down and I'm like you know there's something worse (laughs) out there and you're gonna be away from family and a lot of stuff so be careful you know be careful who you're around where who's touching your spirit Mm -hmm. who you all that all that who you vent into be careful be careful because you can end up in a place like this and you don't want that right be careful you see the red flags with somebody walk away that's a sign you could be in a place like that so i learned a lot (laughs) i learned a lot
0: you know and in an in, in a, in, in a industry that kind of glorifies the, the in-and-out-of-prison lifestyle, um, which, again, isn't something that kids should be listening to and glorifying, um, mm-hmm. was that kind of hard to go against that industry message and be like, you don't want to end up in, a, in, in any type of cell? Yeah, the only one I can blame is
1: myself, and this I'm much aware. Like, that was self-reflecting. Mm-hmm. Took some time to reflect, but my past years, okay, I'm being a hooligan. I'm out here getting in trouble. I'm doing everything to get in a place like this, not realizing, you know, my mom begging me to get it together. All I'm right. not listening. I'm thinking, I got, oh, I got away with the last time, you know, right. oh, I got away with this this time. Oh, now it's real. Right. Oh, the cuffs is on me. <laughs> oh, and I'm in here, you know, All and right. I'm like, dang, away from family. I don't, I don't remember not one person's number cellmate annoying
0: <laughs> like you know what <laughs> i'm saying
1: and i was like ah oh, this is hell All Right. this is hell because you're constantly thinking you're completely sober it's just you and your thoughts and if you're an overthinker like myself it's hell right it's hell it's hell and i i would i would tell anybody i love any any stranger out there anybody please get it together family's begging you there is worse out there. You think it's worse now, but it's worse. Right. There's people with 15 years, 30 years, like, whew, right, away from their families. How long were you in for? I was only in for, thank God, a week, but. Longest week of your. Yeah, yeah. Anybody will tell you, if you've ever been in there, anybody will tell you a week will feel like three years. Right. That's- because you don't know what's going on. Bologna specials on repeat like <laughs> for real that's all they gave you right and
0: you're just like I just like the fact you called it a baloney special yeah like <laughs>
1: hey do you know they 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 treating it like it's a special but it's not it's
0: it's horrible it's rat poisoning it's so <laughs> it's horrible right horrible uh your, your father was in prison too for a while right yeah i caught that from the lyrics yeah yeah um yeah. was did you have any you said self-reflecting did you have any bit of uh What am I trying to say? What's the word? Kind of uh, empathy or kind of any different views on him being away once you you were in a cell yourself?
1: I could only imagine how he felt. Mm -hmm. You know, he got years. (laughs) I got a week. So me sitting there, my mom always begged me not to end up like him. And I was scared when I was in there. I was like, am I going to end up like him? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't want that. Right. I don't want that and I was like when I get out of here I promised. I was like
0: this thing's about to change how long from when when that ordeal happened until you started really making music um this happened
1: last year okay so during COVID and it was horrible so y'all you're all, on all lockdown right I was in East Cleveland so
0: <laughs> that was horrible right horrible I don't think too many people from Ravenna make it to East Cleveland. No, they don't. <laughs> it's definitely opposite ends of the world there. Yeah. Um, it was a lesson I learned and I grew from it.
1: I don't want that to repeat ever again. I don't ever want to go back. Ever. <laughs>
0: um, this The next one we got, Message we just did Message in a Bottle. Um, you got a real cool video for Superheroes. Superheroes is our next track. Um, what can you tell us both about the song and the inspiration for the video?
1: Um when i was 15 i came out to my parents and uh you know you would think people would love you regardless and um their reaction killed me <laughs> cuz it's like i thought you knew me you know and they were questioning me and they were you know they were just they just weren't what i thought they were mm-hmm. and That was a lesson for them as well. I think the trust, my trust, was broken. Mm. And I had to get it out on that, superheroes. I had to get it out because I held that within me for a minute. And a lot of people don't know I went through that. So I felt like a burden for some years. And my mom, that's why I was like, I was closer with my mom until, yeah. So now, you know, my parents... My mom is 100% supportive. I don't really talk to my dad. But my mom is 100% supportive. And, you know, she apologized. And she she saw that her thoughts were clouded by her her knowing me. And, you know, my mom is a real one. So she, it was hard for her because I'm her only daughter. Mm. So it was hard. But my mom has my back regardless.
0: Gotcha. Through
1: anything. What, anything.
0: what made you, you said at 15 you came out. What was the determining factor of like, I'm, w- I'm going to bring this up and see how it goes? Oh, uh, there was a bunch of
1: odds against me for the determined factor of to even come out. I wasn't going to do that till I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I don't know. I'm happy I did. It was a lot off my shoulders. They they knew who I was after that. So. All right. Yeah a lot of kids go through that and they can't they they hide it till they move out or you know i feel bad for males versus women so? because males have this you know this stigma you have to be the tough guy the man right. of the house wife children so if they like other males as well they you know they get judged for it mm. and uh it is kind of the double standard of, if a girl likes you, yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, roll? that's cute, that's I, whatever. <laughs> but males, they go through it worse, and I feel bad for them sometimes,
0: you if, know. If there's somebody that's either listening to superheroes or is catching this that is still, still in the closet, what advice, being that you've already gone through this, what would you give the advice to, whether it's a male, female, um, how, how would you advise them to go about it? I'm sure everybody's is a little bit different, but... It's gonna be hard.
1: It's not gonna be easy. Um, I don't know who your family is, but you'll get through it. There's gonna be someone out there who's gonna help you and you know, get get therapy, get counseling, get talk to somebody you know you could trust, somebody, something, you'll get through it and you'll be you'll be
0: okay. You'll be okay. Absolutely, let's round it out. Family matters. What can you tell us about it?
1: My family, I love my family. I love my you know my dad's side I'm very close with. my mom's side's in Africa. my mom's from Africa uh yeah, family for me. I love my little brothers, niece nephews. I love my friends, love my friends um i love i just it's family it's family for me when I feel down find myself they check in on me they check in on me you know and they my aunt love my aunt rp my other aunt yolanda um my nana rp her they always kept me going family for me i'm a family oriented person right family
0: always family It's awesome that concludes make it work i haven't heard a beep on this yet which i'm surprised That's why we always got two. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I charged that battery for like two days. I'm confused why that broke. Now I'm so much happier that you've been talking loud the whole time. Everything will be clear on that one. Nice. (laughs) So we got... Trying to help you out, my G. We got the whole thing and it's on you. Yeah, I learned that early on in the podcasting thing of it's always have two because we just got 48 minutes of great shit that who knows how much of it's on that one. Right, right. (laughs) Um, let's see what do we not cover um, about your career your personality that you think more people should know about I'm goofy I'm goofy like people I have a I'm sarcastic
1: but I be playing I, I, I be playing a lot I'm just goofy my friends will tell you I'm goofy I'm always laughing I'd rather laugh than cry absolutely any day any day I'm just I'm goofy if I rock with you I love you, you you gonna know. Like I, I'm very more so observant. People find that intimidating mm-hmm. because they can't read me, and uh, I don't care. Yeah, why would you want to be readable? Right. Then people think you're predictable, and then they they, they could get up and one up on you. Nah, I'm always observing my surroundings. Got to watch people. They just try to swindle. Like I right. said, try to swindle and. Mm -mm. i think
0: one of my my favorite quotes of recent is uh the most valuable trait is to be underestimated Mm -hmm. and as soon as i heard that i was like that is the truest thing that anybody has ever said ever that's
1: all make it works about underestimation like people underestimated and they probably still are you know it's my first album i'm not gonna think oh i'm up there oh I'm big to Tupac level. No, right. I'm still learning. You don't know what my next project going to be like. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm working. I'm working. Nice. And it's nonstop. And it won't stop. And I plan on getting all the way to the top, being with the greats, making more classics that you guys love. And I'm glad you said that the album cut too short. I wanted to give you eight to let you know what I'm about. Right. Just to get the foot in the door.
0: For
1: sure. Now I'm about to take off.
0: Absolutely. You got up to one minute. I steal this from Hot Ones. You got one minute to end it, however you want to end it, for the video, for the audio, for anybody that's been tuning in.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Chanel Kazadi. You know, I'm on all platforms. Spotify, Apple, Twitter, Instagram, all that. C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E-K-A-Z-A-D-I. Follow me on everything everything and stream make it work listen to the whole album all the way through you already see colin likes it i hope you
0: love it let's get it let's get it hula gang